Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sheerlux's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sheerlux partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sheerluxvip.com. A quick announcement about the Brief podcast. If you're enjoying being kept in the know about the latest current affairs news, then you'll want to subscribe to the Brief podcast as well as the Sherlux podcast, as we'll be moving the Brief over to its own designated podcast channel in the next few weeks. Simply search the Brief podcast in your podcast app and hit subscribe to stay informed. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Brief Daily from Sheerlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Today is the 19th of July, and these are the main stories this week. US President Donald Trump has met with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Helsinki. At a summit aimed at building better relations between the two countries, the leaders met for a one-on-one meeting, larger working lunch, and a joint press conference. During the press conference, Trump said the summit had allowed for deeply productive dialogue and bridged the frosty diplomatic gap between the nations. Trump also took a swing at the resistance of US Democrats to engage with Putin, saying... I would rather take a political risk in pursuit of peace than risk peace in pursuit of politics. The summit provoked cross-party outrage in America as Trump appeared to side with the Russian president over the issue of Russian interference in the 2016 election campaign. During the press conference, Trump rejected the investigation findings of US intelligence agencies into election meddling, stating, They said they think it's Russia. I have President Putin. He just said it's not Russia. I don't see any reason why it would be. The president has since reversed his statement, announcing he accepted the conclusions made by the US intelligence community and claiming he misspoke at the summit. The prime minister has seen off another rebellion against her Brexit customs bill as Tory Remainers failed to pass their proposed amendment. The defeat comes shortly after the Commons passed a series of amendments to the bill tabled by hardline Brexiteers. May's willingness to accept these hardline amendments angered Tory Remainers, who retaliated by introducing a new alteration to the bill, that if the UK had not struck a trade deal by January 2019, Britain must be forced to join a customs union with the EU. The rebel amendment was defeated by a narrow margin of six votes, meaning Theresa May once again avoided the threat of a leadership challenge. The crucial vote on May's Brexit customs bill took place on Monday and was passed by a margin of only three votes. Liberal Democrat leader Tim Farron and former leader Vince Cable came under fire after it emerged they both missed the vote despite promoting the Lib Dems as a stop Brexit party. Farron has apologised for his absence, saying he did not expect such a slim majority and the Tories don't deserve any luck. I'm so sorry I inadvertently granted them some. The European Commission has fined Google £3.8 billion after it found the company guilty of abusing its dominant position in Android devices. The European Commissioner for Competition, Marguerite Vestager, said Google had forced manufacturers to pre-install Google services as the default search engine, paid to ensure it was the only search app installed, and restricted the development of rival operating systems to limit competition. The size of the fine was said to reflect the seriousness of Google's violation of the EC's antitrust laws. 
The company must end the illegal practice within three months. If Google does not comply, its parent company, Alphabet, may be fined 5% of its daily turnover. Google has said it will appeal the decision, arguing in a statement that Android has created more choice for everyone, not less. In UK news, a Leeds school is attempting to tackle forced marriages among its students by handing out spoons. The Cooperative Academy has advised pupils to hide the spoons in their underwear in order to trigger metal detectors in airports. It is hoped triggering alarms will give children an opportunity to discreetly alert airport security if they believe they're being taken abroad to be married. Harinda Kaur from the Academy warned the vast majority of forced marriages happen during the summer holidays when pupils are taken overseas. Kaur said the spoons are a way of making our children aware there is a safety net there. London's murder rate has climbed to at least 81 people in 2018, providing the most severe demonstration of the rise in violent crime in the capital. If the rate of killings continues at its current pace, the murder numbers this year will dwarf last year's figures, when police carried out 130 investigations. Martin Hewitt, the Metropolitan Police Assistant Commissioner, suggested the murder spike was caused by increasingly violent stabbings. Hewitt said the violence is getting greater. We are now routinely seeing multiple stabbings and suggested an increase in group offending was leading to more fatalities. Donald Trump advised Theresa May to sue the European Union, the Prime Minister has revealed in an interview. After diplomatic difficulty between May and Trump during the president's visit, May explained Trump's advice was not to negotiate with the EU at all. It was clear the prime minister had disregarded Trump's remarks, as she told Ma, actually, we're going into negotiations with them. Trump's trip to the UK was a challenging one for UK-US relations, not only because of mass demonstrations across the country, but Trump's own actions causing friction with the UK government. The president threw his meeting with May into diplomatic disarray on Friday, when he advocated for her rival, Boris Johnson, in an interview with The Sun. In the interview, Trump said May's Brexit plans would kill a US-UK trade deal. The price slump in London's property market has deepened as the UK enters its traditional summer lull. One- and two-bed property prices tumbled £18,000 in July, according to the Right Move House Price Index. The fall suggests there has been a slowdown in purchases by first-time buyers. The average asking price of a house in London is now down over £11,000 compared with this time last year, with the most dramatic price drop seen in Hackney at 3.5%. Brian Murphy, head of lending for the Mortgage Advice Bureau, explained the slump was partially down to the distractions of sunshine and major sporting events. However, housing expert Henry Pryor suggested Brexit fears were the cause of market stagnation, as people will be sitting on their houses until the dust blows over. British television and radio presenter Richard Bacon has been woken from his medically induced coma by doctors. The 42-year-old, who was taken ill on a flight from the US to the UK at the start of July, was put into a coma to allow his body to fight a severe infection resembling pneumonia. Bacon tweeted the words, I am alive, and was met with the replies from celebrity well-wishers, including Gary Lineker and Caroline Flack. Bacon, who lives in Los Angeles, used the platform to praise his NHS care, tweeting, Thank God I got ill in Britain. Viva the NHS. Happy 70th. Figures from the Office for National Statistics have shown the number of immigrants coming to Britain from the European Union is at its lowest for five years. Net long-term migration stands at about 100,000 people for the last 12 months, a low which hasn't been seen since 2013. It shows around a 25% reduction in those arriving from the European Union, which some have suggested may result in a labour crisis in the UK. The Institute of Directors said British businesses were suffering from a skills shortage and warned that Prime Minister Theresa May must keep the door open to European migrants in order to sustain the UK's workforce. 
An investigation into Facebook content moderation has revealed employees are instructed to not remove videos of abuse from the site in order to improve user experience. An undercover reporter from Channel 4's dispatches was able to film training sessions at Facebook's office in Dublin, where trainees are versed in Facebook's moderation practice. The film shows the reporter questioning why videos of violence and graphic abuse of children and animals were not taken down by Facebook, to which a moderator responds, if you start censoring too much, then people lose interest in the platform. It's all about making money at the end of the day. Facebook has rejected Dispatch's findings, claiming the video should have been removed. The Vote Leave campaign has been fined £61,000 and reported to the police after the Electoral Commission found the organisation exceeded its legal spending limit by almost £500,000. Vote Leave coordinated with another campaign group, Leave, in order to avoid spending limits and funnel money to the Brexit campaign. Both the leader of Vote Leave, David Halsell, and Leave's Darren Grimes have been ordered to pay fines and were criticised by the Electoral Commission for refusing to cooperate with the investigation. The Labour Party has called for key ministers involved with Vote Leave, including Michael Gove and Boris Johnson, to also be investigated for possible misconduct. Bob Posner of the Electoral Commission said evidence had been found showing Vote Leave were responsible for serious breaches of the laws put in place to ensure fairness and transparency. The investigation files have been shared with the police to find out whether any other offences had been committed by the campaign. Vote Leave described the Commission's findings as wholly inaccurate. Labour MP John Woodcock has resigned from his post to serve his constituency as an independent MP. In his resignation letter, Woodcock launched an attack on Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn, claiming his disciplinary case had been rigged and Corbyn was a risk to UK national security. Woodcock has been suspended by the Labour Party since April, when he was accused of sending inappropriate texts to a former aide. Woodcock, who denies the claims, said Corbyn allowed the disciplinary investigation to be manipulated for factional purposes and attacked the Labour Party's hard left. The accusations from Woodcock come only days after another Labour MP, Margaret Hodge, accused Corbyn of racism and anti-Semitism. During an angry confrontation in the House of Commons on Tuesday, Hodge criticised the Labour leader for supporting the party's code of conduct on anti-Semitism, which many believes falls short of proper defence against discrimination. The deviation of the code of conduct from the international standard definition of anti-Semitism has led some to believe Corbyn's party does not take the issue seriously. Hodge's attack on Corbyn and accusations of racism may see the MP face disciplinary action, with a Labour spokesperson describing her behaviour as unacceptable. Sir Cliff Richard has won a £210,000 damages case against the BBC after the broadcaster aired a police raid on his home in 2014. The singer, who has already won £400,000 in damages from the police, claims the BBC were responsible for privacy invasion, financial loss and reputation damage. The broadcaster showed footage of a raid on Sir Cliff's home as the authorities investigated historical abuse allegations, but he was never arrested or charged. Fans came to congratulate the star outside court, where Sir Cliff said it would take a while to get over the whole emotional factor resulting from the investigation and ensuing court case. A survey by the British Pregnancy Advisory Service has found the rapid decline in teenage pregnancies may be a result of teenagers having less sex, preferring to spend time with family or online. A study of a 1,000 young people found two-thirds of teenagers said they'd never had sex, with less than 25% of those studied, seeing their friends in person as frequently as they spoke to them online. Researchers have suggested those who frequently socialise with people in person are more likely to be sexually active, meaning the rise in online relationships could be lowering teen pregnancy rates, which have fallen 50% since 2007. The survey found the top priorities of young people were achieving work and career goals, 
as well as spending time with family, with these commitments limiting the time given to socialising with friends. A Commons committee has said the proposals to ban flammable cladding and high-rise flats in the wake of the Grenfell Tower fire do not go far enough. MPs have been critical of an independent review, which advises banning the cladding only on high-rises, arguing no new buildings should be constructed using the materials, which were found to be a key factor in the spread of the blaze that killed 72 people. The committee argues the cladding should be outlawed across homes, student accommodation and hotels, as well as demanding sprinklers be fitted in any existing buildings. Yesterday, news emerged that the police had conducted three interviews under caution in relation to the fire at Grenfell. Scotland Yard said further interviews considering offences, including gross negligence and corporate manslaughter, were likely to occur in coming weeks. In health news, surgery waiting lists have reached a 10-year high as the NHS struggles to meet waiting time targets. There are now 4.3 million patients waiting for an operation in the UK, the highest number for a decade. It is hoped the recent government funding boost of £20 billion will go some way to bringing down the numbers, although understaffing could be a barrier to improvement. Dr Cathy McLean, the NHS Improvements Medical Director, said A&E performance this summer had not declined from last year's figures, but added there is still considerable ground to make up. The issues with waiting times are partly down to increasing demand for NHS services. The health services figures on mental health referrals have shown a steep increase in young people needing treatment for mental health problems, with the number rising to around 400,000. Services are struggling to cope with the influx of patients, with NHS England admitting only a quarter of those diagnosed with mental health problems receives treatment for their illness. A leading cancer doctor and head of genetics at the Institute of Cancer Research, ICR, is resigning amid claims of harassment and workplace bullying. Nasneen Rahman, a high-profile doctor who was awarded a CBE for her work in cancer genetics, has been on leave since last November, when the ICR received a letter signed by 45 people accusing her of serious bullying and harassment. The letter also criticised the ICR of failing to deal with the issue despite the many complaints lodged by victims. In a statement, Rahman said she wanted to make clear there had been no disciplinary findings against her and her decision to resign was made independently. The UK ethics body, Nuffield Council on Bioethics, has said genetic editing of human embryos could be morally permissible in the future. While the council decided the current law should not be changed to allow genetic faults to be edited in babies, it did not rule out a future for the practice. Genetic editing could potentially be used to remove predisposition to certain illnesses, though some have suggested the process is unethical and would result in designer babies. The council report said if genome editing is to take place in the future, it must be strictly controlled, ensuring all edits are based on an embryo's welfare and do not increase disadvantage in society. In sports news, protesters from the Russian punk group Pussy Riot invaded the pitch during the World Cup final match between France and Croatia on Sunday. One protester was seen high-fiving French forward Mbappe, while others were dragged from the pitch. The protesters were objecting to Russia's detainment of political prisoners. France went on to beat Croatia in an exciting 4-2 victory, and Mbappe won the award for Best Young Player at the tournament, a title which had previously been held by Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Novak Djokovic won his fourth Grand Slam at the Wimbledon Championships on Sunday. Djokovic described Wimbledon as a sacred place for the world of tennis, after beating South African Kevin Anderson in straight sets. In the women's singles on Saturday, the final match saw Angelique Kerber beat seven-time winner Serena Williams for the championship title. 
It was Kerber's first win at Wimbledon, stopping Williams' comeback in a triumphant straight sets victory, 6-3-6-3. In business news, the number of women who hold senior positions in Britain's boardrooms is declining, according to a report by Cranfield University. The FTSE Women on Board's report shows a significant drop in the number of women in executive company roles such as Chief Executive and Chief Financial Officer. The FTSE 100, which lists the 100 largest and most actively traded companies on London's stock exchange, has seen its percentage of women in leadership positions remain stagnant at 9.7% for the last four years. Just three FTSE 100 companies currently have more than one woman in an executive role, retailers Next and Kingfisher and hospitality group Whitbread. In environment news, the UK has been powered for more than a thousand hours in 2018 without the use of coal energy. New figures show the rapid decline in the polluting fuel, with this year seeing 376 fewer hours of coal-powered energy production than in 2017. While the freezing temperatures during the beast from the east earlier this year did see a brief increase in coal burning, overall the UK is moving towards cleaner energies with record amounts of power provided by renewable sources. Experts have suggested the record levels are down to the weather, with Britain's scorching summer helping to boost solar output and high wind speeds increasing the output from wind turbines. However, on a global scale, the International Energy Agency, IEA, has warned of a worrying decline in renewable fuel investment. The organisation has said a 7% fall in clean energy investment could threaten energy security and air pollution goals. While coal power has seen a rapid decline in 2018, Oil and gas spending has increased, resulting in a growth in fossil fuels investment to $790 billion, making up 59% of energy spending. The executive director of the IEA, Dr Fatih Birol, said world leaders needed to match their statements on climate change with actions if international goals were to be met. Elsewhere in the world... Dozens were hurt in a flight from Dublin to Croatia after a Ryanair flight rapidly lost cabin pressure during its journey. The flight, which made an emergency landing in Frankfurt, fell from 8,000 metres to 3,000 metres in the space of seven minutes, according to flight radar. 33 passengers on board had to be hospitalised, some bleeding from their ears or suffering burst eardrums. Whilst the plane landed safely, Ryanair has been criticised for the lack of information those on board received during the incident – and the poor care given afterwards as passengers were forced to sleep on concrete floors after landing at Frankfurt. The 12 boys who were trapped in a cave in northern Thailand for over two weeks have addressed the world media at a press conference. The shocking story of their rescue by an international team of diving experts captured global attention, and on Wednesday the boys answered a list of journalists' questions about their ordeal. The main concern of the Thai authorities is now protecting the boys from intense media attention and allowing them to recover and return to normal life. At the press conference, the boys said everyone in the group had agreed to go in the cave and talked about their future goals, some wanting to be footballers, others Navy SEALs. Meanwhile, inventor Elon Musk has been forced to apologise after calling a British member of the boys' rescue team a paedophile. The diver, Vernon Unsworth, said he was left astonished and very angry by Musk's baseless claim, which was a reaction to his criticism of Musk's chance-sized submarine. Musk had delivered the sub with the aim of helping the mission to rescue 12 boys trapped in caves in Thailand, but the vehicle was described as a PR stunt by Unsworth and unpractical by the rescue commander. Unsworth has suggested he will be pursuing legal action against Musk for his potentially libelous claim. The Tesla chief executive has faced widespread criticism for his now-deleted tweet, 
including an angry reaction from the company's shareholders. China's economic growth rate has dipped to its lowest level in the last two years, suggesting its ongoing trade war with the US is impacting the country's economy. GDP in China grew at a rate of 6.7% in the second quarter of 2018, falling from the first quarter rate of 6.8%. While these levels are still acceptable given Beijing's GDP goal of above 6.5%, the dip will play to concerns the US-China tariff battle is damaging Chinese growth. The International Monetary Fund, IMF, has warned against Trump's trade measures in its latest World Economic Outlook report. The report estimates an escalation in the trade war could cost the global economy £324 billion, suggesting the US is in fact especially vulnerable to the impact of its economic measures. Two men have been killed during World Cup celebrations in France. After watching their team storm to victory, many French fans took to the streets to celebrate, some clashing with police during the disorder that followed. In southeastern France, one man died after jumping into a shallow canal after the final whistle. And in Saint-Félix in northern France, a man was killed after crashing his car into a tree during the celebrations. After violent hooliganism marred the Euro 2016 competition, the World Cup was a largely peaceful tournament, with no appearance from Russia's world-famous football hooligans, the Russian ultras. The Mandalay Bay Hotel, where US shooter Stephen Paddock killed 58 people last October, is suing the victims of the attack. Paddock opened fire on festival goers at the Las Vegas Hotel, injuring more than 500 people, but Mandalay Bay is using civil action in a bid to avoid liability for the shooting. Parent company MGM Resorts International argues the presence of festival security at the resort means the hotel should not be held liable and aims to block any lawsuits for the resulting deaths, injuries and emotional distress. Lawyer Robert Eglett, who is representing several of the victims, said the hotel's actions were outrageous, adding, it's just really sad that they would stoop to this level. Our facts of the week are, a study by psychologists has found an unhappy marriage can be as bad for your health as smoking or drinking. Researchers studied the health of 373 heterosexual couples over 16 years, finding that those who reported frequent conflicts with their partner suffered poorer health. The study has challenged the established idea that married couples live longer than single people, suggesting it's not the legal union which benefits health, but what happy spouses do for each other throughout their marriage. Scientists have said warming seas could see 10 new species of shark move into British waters. While the UK already has some native sharks, climate change may bring those from the Mediterranean and African coast to British shores, including great hammerheads and spotted ragged tooth sharks. Although most sharks are not dangerous to humans, they provoke irrational fear in many people, with 4 in 10 admitting to being scared of sharks. And finally, £100 billion worth of gold has been discovered in a Russian warship wreck off the coast of South Korea. The ship, which is said to hold around 200 tonnes of gold bullion, was sunk in 1905 during a naval battle between Japan and Russia. The South Korean salvage team, who discovered the wreck, aimed to raise it later this year, splitting the wealth on board between the Russian government, the construction of a museum dedicated to the discovery, and joint Korean-Russian development projects. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.